Hi, my name is John, and this is Truth Tuesday. On Sunday, Chris delivered a powerful sermon to introduce his new sermon series about the book of Daniel. I really enjoy the book of Daniel and admire the way he, Daniel, was able to combat a toxic culture that aimed to disregard God with his wisdom, integrity, and courage. While I do think there are many similarities to Daniel and to us today, I also believe that we have gifts that Daniel did not that will allow us to stay faithful to God while also spreading the good news of Jesus. Those gifts are the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. Today, I want to focus specifically on Jesus and how focusing on following him will have a greater impact on our culture than just focusing on religious practices or rituals or whatever there might be. Here are five points I'm attempting to implement in my life to combat those things. Number one is relationships over rituals, specifically my relationship with Jesus. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. Here, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his time for their emphasis on external practices while neglecting matters of the heart. Our focus should be on cultivating a deep and personal relationship with Jesus rather than merely following ritual, rituals or rigid rules. Obviously, the commands of God are different, but we have to recognize what is God commanding of us and what is standard practice and not from God. And what we truly realize is that practices from God do cultivate our relationships because sin is hurting somebody else most often or disobeying God. Number two is authenticity in worship. In John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24, Jesus says this, But an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus encountered the Samaritan woman at the well and emphasized the importance of true worship. God seeks worshipers who worship him in both spirit and in truth, not those who adhere to empty religious rituals or traditions. False teachings that false teachings come from either a lack of connection with God or a lack of truth. And our true worship comes from connection and knowledge. Number 3 is love and compassion. Again, Jesus speaks in Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 26. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of your cup of the dish, but inside you are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of your cup of the, of the dish so that the outside may become clean also. Jesus admonished the religious leaders for the hypocrisy and urged them to cleanse their hearts. Our faith should be marked by genuine love and compassion and a desire for inward transformation, not mere outward appearances, because on the inside is what truly Jesus is trying to change, not what you look like or how you act on the outside. Number four is grace and mercy. Luke 18 verses 9 through 14 is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but pretty much the Pharisee approached God with arrogance, judgment, and pride. But it was the tax collector who came to recognize his need for God to be graceful and merciful toward him. And we're called to acknowledge our need for God's mercy, recognizing that we are all sinners of need, in need of his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Number five is the yoke of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus says, 
Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, in ancient times, the word yoke was a term that was used to describe submission, somebody who would follow somebody else, who would follow their teachings, listen to what they say. So when someone was described as being yoked to someone or something, it was communicating the idea that he or she was in submission to that person or that thing. So to be yoked to Jesus is to serve and obey him. Jesus invites us to take his yoke upon us, promising rest for our souls. Following Jesus is not about burdensome religious religious obligations, but about finding rest and fulfillment in his loving guidance. You see, in a world that often confuses religious rituals with true faith, Jesus calls us to a different way of living. He invites us to focus on cultivating a genuine relationship with him, embracing authenticity, love, and grace. Let's break free of those chains and those religious legalisms and instead experience the freedom and the joy that comes from following only Jesus Christ wholeheartedly. Thanks for listening.